0: This talk is given by Vanessa Zvise Goddard, a writer and lay Zen teacher based in New York City. This talk, like all of Zvisei's talks, is offered freely. If you'd like to make a donation, find out more about Zvisei's teachings, or sign up for a newsletter, please visit her website at Goddard.org. Thanks for listening. May the merits of these teachings benefit all beings. These mountains and rivers of the present are the actualization of the word of ancient Buddhas. Each abiding in its own Dharma state completely fulfills its virtues. Because they are the state prior to the Kalpa of emptiness, they are living in the present. Because they are the self before the germination of any subtle sign, they are liberated in their actualization. Because the virtues of the mountains are high and broad, the power to ride the clouds is always attained in the mountains. And the ability to follow the wind is inevitably liberated from the mountains. Good evening, everyone, welcome. This has been a very full week this past week. And I was thinking how quickly time is passing. It's been a year, roughly, give or take a a month, that we've been navigating this new world that we live in, which isn't really new, of course, but I think is showing us in in, uh, starker ways, perhaps, in clearer ways, all the many ways in which we are interconnected. In good and difficult ways, good and harmful ways. And it's showing us all the places where it's clear there's still a lot of work to be done uh, individually and collectively. And I was thinking how, you know with a, with a pandemic, we've we've had to turn in to protect ourselves and to protect each other. But we also, because of technology, because of social media, of course, we have unprecedented access to what is happening everywhere at any time. And I think that is both a gift and a burden. You know, imagine being in lockdown without the benefit of the internet. I mean, that would be very lonely. And yet our modern world, you know, the, the, the ways in which we're living now uh, have their own brand of loneliness, right? That, that technology is not able to assuage or, in fact, quite the contrary, perhaps really exacerbates, you know, this, this sense of, of isolation or this sense of life being better, you know, somewhere, somewhere else. And so, you know, every week I reflect from my little Brooklyn apartment. I mean, I was thinking about that, how um, strange it is in a, in a sense. I mean, I'm doing this from my bedroom <laughs> and um, that is, well, it is what it is, um, but it's certainly different for me. And as I sit in my apartment and I go about my life and you know do my work and do the things that i that I do each day, you know i'm I'm always reflecting on um, what's the best way to use this time that we have together each week what's um what is the most um Useful, hopefully inspiring in some way, uh, way to to speak about um, our lives. Certainly, to speak about the Dharma, to speak about the Buddha Dharma, um, and and how that can help us navigate all the many storms, small and large, that we are really always in the midst of. But certainly, certainly now, certainly recently. and um i'm never quite satisfied (laughs) with with what i end up with but i think that's just um, part of my dna i'm beginning to realize being being uh, not perpetually but often dissatisfied uh, is certainly an edge i've come to see certainly an edge for me because you know we've spoken about that that gap between reality And desire that gap between where we are and our aspiration and you know that is there and I think that is always I mean that's healthy that's that's as it should be you know in order to grow we need to grow right we need to to reach and then there's also an element of of just plain the satisfaction and I notice both I can feel both in me so there's that but then there's also you know, this question that I have brought up before and which was very alive for me this past week, you know, how does um, Buddhism and how do, does practice and how do these teachings really on the ground, you know, truly help to, to deal with all of the different um, challenges that we're facing? And I, I very much, I personally feel, you know, the urgency of time, you know, my time and the world's time. And of course, you know, my own time, my own life is, is I mean, it's a blip. So it's a drop of a drop in the ocean, the ocean of cosmic time. But of course, this is a time that I have. And so the question on my mind is how do I best use it? because there is so much that requires attention, that requires care and love and knowledge and effort. And so I ask myself, you know, what can I do? What will I do? What do I have to offer in the midst of what seems to be an increasingly precarious situation? You know, what skills, what knowledge, what enthusiasm? Because zeal, Enthusiasm, just you know, is one of the paramitas, one of the perfections in Buddhism, one of the great qualities. And I think more than ever, we need great enthusiasm to do what needs to be done. And I've been, um, I've been watching, there's, a, there's a, a, a summit, a conference that's been happening all week uh, called uh, Black and Buddhist. And I've been watching the, the talks. I'm not always able to do it live because they're happening in the middle of the day, but I'm watching them afterwards. And in one of the panels, uh, one of the speakers brought up that question, you know, what is it that you can do? that nobody else can do? What is that, that, you know, that configuration of circumstances and skills and um, uh, inclinations, you know, that each of us have that then that we can offer to the world. And of course, I know one of, one of the things that I can always offer is zazen, right? A space where we can come together for stillness and silence. You know, a place to stop and to look and to really listen deeply to what I've called our own wisdom, which I really feel is no different from the Earth's wisdom. So it's not not our knowledge, not our information, but the wisdom that is based on truth, right? That is based on reality, on the on the common ground of the the goodness, the the kind of the basic goodness that we share. That too was something that one of the speakers, uh, Dr. G, her name is, uh, was speaking about the the ground of the, she she didn't call it the ground. this this quality of of basic goodness. Which, you know, at times we could really doubt, you know, is this really, is this really who we are, given given the evidence? But i I wouldn't do what I do if I didn't think that was there, if I didn't think that was true. I think we can also offer each other a place of um, understanding, right? Because on any given day, at any given time, at least one of us, probably more, will be struggling in some shape or form. And I, I would like to, you know, be part of, of creating a space that is where, where that is not only okay, but that that is uh, acknowledged, right? That, that when we say that life is suffering, that as practitioners, we recognize that is true. And it's not a bummer, per se, it's just how things are. I mean, it's just how it is. And if we can start with that acknowledgement, then we can do something about it. And, you know, and I also recognize, you know, it's, it's, it's the end of the day, in, a, in, a, in the middle of a, of a week, work weeks for most of us long days for most of us many of us and it's and it's not easy it's not easy to to sit and listen and you know take this in. i mean at least i'm the one speaking so it would be difficult for me to fall asleep <laughs> or to get distracted uh, but i recognize you know I, I i recognize the the inherent challenge in that and and the fact that it is zoom And many of of us are on zoom all day. So I, I, I know that too. And so in the ways that we can and, and, and to the extent that we can, and that we choose to, because I know I've also, as you know, you know, I've made this very open so people can come and enter when they need to, and leave when they need to. So there is that space and that freedom. But my, my hope and my wish is that when we are here together, just even in, in, our, in our tiny squares, that we, we can do that for one another. We're, we're offering that to one another, this uh, presence. Because that's one of the things that I've really, that I've noticed, you know, in um, when I'm in spaces that are not primarily white, there's a quality there's a quality of attention that I've noticed, and, and it's been very evident to me this this past week, um, that is different. And somebody pointed out to me that, that this fledgling group is almost 100% white. There's uh, one person who doesn't identify as white, but she can't even be here all the time. And that is, um, in some way my failing in some way the circumstances but it's the re- it's the reality but then i've i've as i said you know i've noticed that as i in, in in other spaces there is a different there's a different quality there's a different and there's a different feeling even to time and and to speech you know the the way that the speakers um, talk is uh, often very very considered, you know, very very reflective, and I can almost feel. Um, one of the speakers was was saying, you know, um, her writing is, she said, is, is channeled. I'm, I'm, it's it's really the ancestors speaking through me, and I could really feel that. I could really feel that when she was speaking, and it just made me reflect on how seldom i am in in touch consciously actively of my ancestry i i in 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 there are ways in which i i feel the presence of my teachers very much and of course i invoke them and of other practitioners but extending that into to to the larger lineage certainly my family country my history and and the lineage of beings that i am a part of and so that too that too is 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 part of what i what i hope to want to bring in and this passage um and, and actually, let me, let me just say before I, before I say that, that this, that this also, you know, the part where we're, where we're in, in dialogue, um, you know, some of you may look forward to that. Some of you may be like, oh, you know, enough talking. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and I think it's just another opportunity. I've said this before, but I, I, I just want to reiterate another opportunity for us to to hold each other with a kind of regard, you know, so that, that the, the teaching and the practice isn't happening from a podium, right? That, 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 is, that is very much a, a co-creative event and that the practice is being lived, you know, moment to moment. So even as we're, as we're here, you know, each in our, in, our, in our spaces, in our homes, and we're also with one another. And so this passage that I quoted at the beginning is, as most of you know, from the Mountains and River Sutra by Master Dogen, 13th century, uh, 13th century Zen teacher. And as I was asking myself this week that question, you know, what, what will you do? What will you speak about? I heard my teacher's voice this morning, actually. I had planned a different talk again. And this morning I heard my teacher's voice. I heard Dideroshi saying the mountains belong to those who love them. And he actually has made a recording of the Mountains and River Sutra, which is really beautiful. Every time I read it, I hear it in his voice, his his deep resonant voice. And he loved this sutra. The Mountains and River's Order is named after the Mountains and River Sutra. And he, his, his, one of his primary teachings, besides trust yourself, trust yourself, really give yourself permission to be yourself, uh, his, one of his other core teachings was um, that we take care of what we love. And so in the environmental work that, that we used to do with him, the insistence was really on that, on, 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 the, on the developing the deep love and care for the natural world, for the environment, for wildness. He said, because if you do that, if you can get people to love these wild places, then they will take care of them. and And you know, this is one of the places where I feel that I'm coming back to, you know, that when I look at the plethora of things that need time and attention, and when I think of you know how to use my time and my energy and my resources, um, what I'm feeling at the moment, most pressing, is really this: is this care for this body which of course includes all of it and 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 i've i've been doing some writing on my own you know that that, that's really looking at the way in which all of these things connect you know so when we talk about white supremacy when we talk about poverty we talk about hunger we talk about nationalism um, all of it of course is connected is 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 deeply connected with what is happening with our environment as well and you know without a world all of the other problems become inconsequential i mean become non-existent just as you know without food and water and shelter we wouldn't be able to sit here speaking about the dharma as we are now and so i wanted to use the mountains and river sutra just as a as a springboard you know for reflection for discussion and and hopefully for for inspiration for for some kind of action um, to take care of this body and take care of this body and it's really of of dogen's teachings is perhaps the most poetic because i also want you know some of his work can just be so difficult and and so i think part of it is is looking for those ways to enter and one way for me is definitely through language right through story through through capturing what is not just a, a problem or what needs attention but what is also beautiful what is beautiful, what is wondrous about our world. And the Mountains and River Sutra really has all of it. And I think maybe I also, as I speak, I, I'm, I wonder if some of it I'm, I, I want to spend time with this, with this teaching also to feel close to my teacher in some way. And though, um, just to clarify you, so so most of you know this, if you got the the email about next week, but if you had not um, registered in advance, you you did not get the email. So just to clarify that we're not meeting next week, um, I'm sorry to to cancel our meeting, but I really wanted to participate in uh, this discussion that. Uh, and Greg Snyder of the Brooklyn Zen Center is leading. Um, It's called Undoing Whiteness. And it's it's looking at whiteness and supremacy, but really how it creates alienation and harm, of course, towards us, people of color, the earth, society in general. And most of it, you know, they have a whole series. It's called the uh, Brooklyn, the um, Buddhist Action Coalition. So I encourage you to to look it up if you're interested. And most of the the talks are Wednesday and Thursday. They have one tomorrow, which I I can't do. But I I know Kozen personally, and I I um, greatly admire his work. And I really felt it important to to do this. So so we won't meet next week, and we'll just pick up again on uh, March 10th. If you, I mean, you can look this up online, but if also, if you want, you can email me and I can give you the information. And so, you know, I also just want to say, you know, I, I, I said, you, you know, sometimes this, this work is, is difficult and, and sometimes people wonder, you know, why, why is this Buddhist? You know, this isn't, this isn't a Dharma. You know, Dharma is phenomena and dharma is reality, so there's no way to to stand apart of anything that is happening in our world and say, well, this is not Buddhism's purview. I would rather, to be perfectly honest, I would rather sit quietly with you. I would rather speak of mysticism and contemplation. I would rather, because it's kind of my comfort zone, to be in what's the more academic uh, study, the literary study, you know, of the sutras. I would rather. And is what I had planned originally. I had this passage from um, Mary Oliver. And it's a very beautiful passage. And I just kept reading the news and I kept participating in this summit. And I was like, I, I just, I can't. I can't um the world is on fire and and i will include hopefully you know the the literary and the the academic to whatever extent it feels useful but um you know i just feel like there's not a lot of time and there's a need to use it well and you know, in one of the talks, uh, Jarvis Masters, who's a very well-known Buddhist because he's been on death row for forty years, uh, very, very humble, very striking uh, practitioner, um, was telling the story of 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 Tignahan. He studied with Tignahan, one of his many teachers, and he was saying how, you know, people think of Tignahan as so gentle, you know, so so peaceful. And he said, but you know, there was a que- the quality to Thai that was like a Mack truck. The, some of the work that he did in Vietnam when, when uh, some of the monks that he was working with and living with uh, was horrific and he remained and did the work. And so I thought of that too, you know, this, this need to be both uh, fierce and infinitely tender, gentle. I've told before that that anecdote, Bell Hooks tells it in in one of her books about love, uh, about a man who asked a Maasai warrior, what makes a great warrior? And the Maasai replied, "Um, a, a good warrior is fearless, but a great warrior is fierce when they need to be fierce and kind when they need to be kind. And they know the difference. And so all of this is um, accessible to us, to practice with fierceness and with love and with courage and patience and determination. Later in the the sutra, it says, you know, uh, that water has these qualities. Solidified, it is harder than diamond. Who could break it? Melted, it is softer than milk. Who could break it? This being the case, we cannot doubt the many virtues realized by water. The many virtues realized by rocks and sunlight and orchids and silver grasses, by the animal wisdom of our bodies and the intuitive wisdom of our minds. All the many virtues that we need urgently to take care of this body. And so that is really just the first line. I mean, I didn't even actually go into the first line and I'm not going to, <laughs> I think I'm just going to save it so that we can really start and then, and then continue well. But this is what, um, what I wanted to say to you. This is what's been on my mind. Um, you know, because every moment As it says, actually, I will say that, you know, as it says here, you know, that first line, these mountains and rivers of the present are the actualization of the word of ancient Buddhas. Kind of like in the Bible, right? So in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light and there was light. And it was, it's really that. God saying, let there be light and there was light. Well, these mountains and rivers are the manifestation of the word of ancient Buddhas. These mountains and rivers are the manifestation of our words, our thoughts, our actions. The ancient Buddhas are sitting here right now. Every moment of every day, we buddhas create the world with our words spoken or thought that is the power that we each have that is the power we have collectively and that is why it's so important to know that that is the power that we have so You know, this is a time when many of us are just uh, getting through the days, right? Maybe you are um, working long days, as I said earlier, maybe you are helping to school your kids. And there is so much to think about. And so it, it is not my, my uh, certainly my intent in any way to add to the burden. On the contrary is to really look closely, carefully at what it is that we can do, how it is that we create mountains and rivers. So I don't have a a, Profound ending, actually. I don't have a profound ending, so I'm just going to end there. For more talks, to get more information about Zvise's upcoming teachings, or to join her email list, please visit vanessasvisegoddard.org.